4: the parks casino sports book here at parks casino it is go birds radio jack fritz elliot shore parks live from the sports book both elliot and i are closely monitoring our parlays here at the sports book elliot how are you today kid
5: doing good well first of all no Go-Birds uh, Wow! Whoa. No go Birds intro. You're leading, yes. you know. So I figure at this point we might as well just talk Fills and uh, Brendan Aaronson. Right? <laughs> well, listen, I would
4: love to talk Fills. I mean, yeah. they, they've won eight and nine. They're hot. The is back, yes. but the FCC Rod Lakin they're forcing me on this glorious it's, it's Saturday. A <laughs> it's a
5: real shame to have to have you sit here and talk Eagles. Yeah, but, but
4: regardless, know. Elliot, I am excited to be here. You were down at camp earlier today. We'll get your yes. full takeaways. Coming up at 2 o'clock, frankly, Elliot, my first take of the day is that it's too hot for football.
5: It's too hot for football. Well, it's because you're not a football guy, and you're mm. a big guy, you know? So, Well, you're, you're a little skinnier now, actually. So is that a fat mind. joke yeah. to start off the never show? Never mind. You're, you're not a uh, you're, you're skinny jack now. But, no, it was hot down there today, and it was hot at practice last week, too. They had to move it up uh, an hour. I should say earlier this week. They had to move it up an hour, so... Yeah, I mean, it definitely doesn't feel like football weather. It's not the you know the cool autumn breeze or whatever yeah. that uh, Raiders thing Yes,
4: is. Uh, the autumn wind is a pirate. Yes, there it is. I would say, actually, I'm actually more of a football guy because I want it to be colder. And I'm a baseball guy when it's hot. So I think you got that backwards.
5: My well, was, look, and you also don't want them to practice. Or you want them to practice longer, I should say. So yes. it, uh, it all adds up.
4: Let's get to that, Elliot, because I want to start here. And I want to preface this by saying that I love the Eagles. But what I think they are doing right now is illogical. And I am not a fan of it. Okay. And it's gotten me to the point where I genuinely hope that the Eagles lose week one and start the season slow because it's what they deserve Wow. after these weak practices they are having at training camp. It is what they deserve. And I want them to start the season slow, not because I hate the Eagles, not because of that, because I don't want this to set a precedent that this is how we are going to do things going forward, not being aggressive, more being reserved. I hate that when it comes to talking about football, my football team, wanting them to be a good, solid team throughout. And I am at the point now where I am so frustrated with what Nick Sirianni the doctors or whoever is telling them to make these decisions that I hope that they lose week one. I hope they start the season slow because I don't want this to become the norm. 215-592-9494. Yeah.
5: So James would be rolling over in his fish grave if uh, he heard you start the show like that saying you want them to lose. Look, I, you know, I, I don't want to say this in an offensive way, but it's like one of the silliest things I've ever heard you say. I mean – At the end of the day, like, I don't get you're saying you don't want this to be precedent. What do you not want to be precedent? Science? Facts? Taking care of players? Following what doctors say? Like, all this anger about how long practice has been, the 58-minute practice, the fact that they're, you know, uh, they don't practice three full days in a row or whatever. Like, it's silly. You look around the league, other teams are getting hurt, and you're saying they want them to lose. Like... At the end of the day, they're going to follow the results, right? And if you look last year, the results of what they did worked. Not playing in the, in the preseason games worked. Not having, you know, three-hour-long practices at training camp worked. You look at what happened week one in Atlanta, the game you're focusing on this year in Detroit, the season opener, they went out and they played awesome in that game. They dominated that game. So I just don't – and I I haven't understood it. I don't understand it from you. I haven't understood it from the fans or, you know, callers or anything. Why people think the the training camp they're running isn't going to work. We saw it work, and it's following the science. It's following what the doctors are saying. It's just using common sense. They're not preparing for the 1998 NFL anymore. They're preparing for today. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They're preparing for today's NFL, and today's NFL is about staying healthy. That is a huge part of it, and the fact that they're emphasizing it, I think fans should be happy about that, and they certainly shouldn't be rooting for them to lose week one.
4: 215-592-9494. It's Elliot. It's Jack. We are live from Park Casino in Ben Salem. Are you worried that the Eagles' weak practices will cause them to start the season slow, or are you not worried? And I just want to be crystal clear. I hope they lose week one. Oh I hope they start the season slow because, frankly, it's what this team deserves. And I got three reasons for you, Elliot. The first is soft practices become soft football teams. Oh, my God. I do not like this. And my biggest fear about Sirianni is not play calling. It's not leader of men, whatever. My biggest fear is that he has this substitute – teacher effect where like of course the players are going to say i don't want to practice more because they're athletes like we want to go home and hang out and we don't want to be out there as a
5: former athlete right like dude
4: i'm talking about listen i know i played division two baseball (laughs) in the fall we used to have two a days like we used to practice and then lift at night right and these guys who are making millions can't do it that drives me nuts but the substitute teacher effect of like. We can just do what we want. Like, is not going to get mad at us. We'll we'll say less practice, less practice, less practice. I don't like that mentality. And I don't know when it changed from, you know, you don't have to practice football to be a good football team. I am from the camp of these guys got to go out and work in order for them to be ready to start the season. And it bothers me
5: that they're not treating it that way and more being reserved than being aggressive. So before you get to number two, let me ease your concern because I have some good news for you. They are practicing football. I was there. I saw it. There was a football. They had pads on. They had the helmet. They were doing drills. And there's this perception that the Eagles are having a soft training camp. They're not. Like, I'm there every day. I watch the practices. I'm seeing that they're, they're intense practices. Two days ago, Boston Scott got hit, and like and one of those hits that you would want to see, though I should say, yeah, actually you specifically, that people would want to see in camp, like hit each other, you know, be physical. Well, guess what? Boston Scott has a concussion now, and he wasn't able to practice today, right? So the practices are physical, but you were, you saw right there the benefit of them not tackling to the ground in terms of injuries happen. So good news. You're worried about them, you know, soft practices, make a soft football team. They're not soft practices.
4: Disagree. My second okay. point my second point is that you bring up all the time oh it worked last year no it didn't like how they operated last year was not successful they started the season two and five they led the league in penalties at one point they had multiple touchdowns taken off the board because of bad execution like you can do this whole yeah it worked whatever this and that by the end of the season i would say that was more due to the fact that they got lucky mm-hmm. rather than they were some dominant football team that started figuring it out. Because if you look at the beginning of the season, two and five, they were having bad execution. They had the most penalties in the league. What would you What would you uh, attribute that to? I attribute that yeah. to the training camp was not being run long enough. They weren't out there long enough, and they weren't ready to go. I know they won week one in Atlanta, and that's fine. Atlanta's also terrible. I mean, at Atlanta's also a bad football team. They started 2-5. and They were not a crisp football team. They didn't seem like they knew what they were doing. And no one felt great about it. And the only reason it worked last year was not because of short training camp practice. It's because they had the easiest schedule I've ever seen, the worst crap of quarterbacks
5: I've ever seen, and they ran their way to it. Mm -hmm. Like, that happened last year, Elliot. So the penalties are one thing I can't push back on. Because I agree, the penalties last year were a major problem. You look at the first, you know, seven... uh, seven games and they they lost some of those games because of penalties against san francisco they had i believe one or two touchdowns called off the board now but i I don't know if i can directly relate uh correlate the penalties to the the training camp but you're right the penalties were an issue last year and i think what's interesting about what you're saying is you want them to lose because you want them to see this see that this doesn't work right I, I don't know what that will look like in terms of like the penalties last year were, I guess, part of it. But ultimately, if you look at last season, they do believe it worked. And I think that it backs it up. So, look, if they lose week one, to, to that's what you want to see happen. If they lose week one, maybe they'll change their way. But I really think that when you have doctors sitting there, when you have, you know, people that are paid a lot more than you and me to make this decision, you should listen to them. But the doctors aren't
4: worried about execution. They aren't worried about them being a well function- what, what are they in the meeting room too? Are yeah, they in the quarterback room?
5: Execution doesn't matter as much if you have John Hightower out there if you have right like ultimately at the end of the day you ha- the best teams in the NFL are the healthiest teams. Point blank. you look last year, the 10 teams that had the least games missed because of injuries, uh, nine of them had a winning record. You look at uh, the 10 teams that suffered the most injuries, only one of them did. Like the teams that stay healthy, and the Eagles saw that last year. You talk about how they kind of got lucky on their way. To uh, to to making the playoffs, how they had to run their way and all that stuff. What also happened was the teams they were playing were banged up, and the Eagles were not. The Eagles at the end of the season were one of the healthiest teams. They went into games having uh, you know all, almost all of their players. People joked about Nick Sirianni and that cat and the visor with the stickers on it. Well, there wasn't many stickers on it by the end of the year. So these games that they won, they were going against teams that were banged up. Look, like the Giants. The Giants had a ton of injuries last year. Joe Judge was someone I saw a lot of people point to, saying, like, oh, look at this camp he's running, you know, blah, blah, blah. At the end of the day, the Eagles last year ran a better camp than the Giants did, and because of that, at the end of the year, they were healthier.
4: Now, the Eagles had more talent than the Giants last year. They had, yeah, they did. They had but, more talent but at than the, the end, Giants
5: yeah, last year. Yeah, and the talent was healthy. Yeah, listen, my, my
4: point is also – why I don't want this to become uh, the new norm around here—the steal of Doug Peterson go, yeah. term.
5: Well, it is the new norm. Just so, like, I this know is how they're going. But to it's do it. but
4: it's, it, it it frustrates me beyond belief. Again, it, it this is something that I don't think constitutes winning football. And when you talk about the raise of expectations, like last year, you would agree there really wasn't many expectations heading into the
5: season. Right. They're over under. I think it was six and a half or something like that. Right. Now it's now it's nine and a half. I, I know. The time I looked at the
4: and now right. we are a, a city and a team that is expected to compete for the division, expected to compete for double-digit wins, and, and right. possibly go further in the playoffs, slow starts will kill you. you know. Now at this point when you've got to get those wins, you've got to rack them up, and you've got to go on a run, like, it's not every year you're going to be able to start two and five and then face Garrett Gilbert, Jake Fromm, like these quarterbacks down the stretch, and, and get yourself sneaking into the playoffs.
5: Yeah, but I don't think they got off to a slow start last year because of the way they ran training camp. I don't were they a
4: well-functioning football team at the beginning of last year?
5: They weren't. They were not. But at the end of the day, the reason they were not a good functioning football team in the first seven games when they were two and five is because they couldn't throw the ball, and they can't. They still can't throw it. I'm down there in training camp. They have, like they have no passing offense. The most they can ever do is complete like a ten-yard crossing route to AJ Brown. Like that's how they throw the ball. So ultimately, yes, I see. That like yes, you can't get off to a slow start. It's funny you saying they, they can't get off to a slow start while also saying you want them to lose. But yeah, if they get if they get off to a two and five start this year, it's gonna be really hard to rebound from that because the schedule you look at it, it is more difficult towards the end. They do have an easy schedule beginning they have to take advantage of. But I think they're approaching it the right way. I think the way you approach this is get to week one in Detroit you talk about the Giants how they have so much more talent how the Eagles have so much more talent than them. the Eagles have also have way more talent than Detroit and one of the ways that they make sure they're able to win that game is to have that talent healthy to go to Detroit and be there and go you know to have Jalen healthy to all those things like you have to prioritize health
4: 215-592-9494 are you worried that the Eagles weak practices will cause them to start the season slow or are you not worried Elliot my final point here is this is that Nick Sirianni talked this week with Angelo about how, oh, you know, uh, back in the Chiefs and the Chargers and this and that, we didn't tackle, we didn't hit. We had very similar practices. And he portrayed it as if this has worked in the past. And it hasn't. Okay. And Here how is it, it not worked? Here's the reason why it hasn't worked. Since, since, since Sirianni started coaching in the NFL in 2009, He's been a part of 13 teams.
5: I love where you're going with this, and it's so silly, but continue.
4: Only three have had a winning record after four games. Yeah. Seven have had a losing record. The combined record through four games of these 13 teams has been 20 and 32. Yeah. 20 and 32 for our genius, Nick Siriani, who thinks this whole idea of practicing less is going to make us more ready at the beginning of the season. It's shown so, that it hasn't worked.
5: You're including a win loss record for when he was a basically a qualities control coach uh, early on during his days in Kansas City. Elite argument making, I'll give you credit for it. But it doesn't matter. Like you're pointing to things like what was this eight or nine years ago? Like at the end of the day, the Eagles are approaching this the way they should, which is they are listening to the doctors. Like, I don't know what like I don't want to keep repeating myself. But what do, but doctors, that's what, what doctors do doctors know, know to, about, do, about do, football? Doctors know how to keep football players healthy. That's their job. But if a, if
4: a player's out there and he gets gets run up on on camp there's nothing a doctor can do about you're that right. it's like, gonna but, happen but
5: you're right but what you can do is try to put them in the least in situations where they're not as vulnerable like you're right a player can get hurt at any time you know god forbid like Jalen today could roll out in a non-contact drill and he could injure himself those things happen you're right but ultimately what the doctors are doing and the smart thing that they're doing is trying to put them in the situ- in a, as few situations as possible where they could suffer those injuries like I get you wanted to have it be like a tough football team, but like they're going to be a tough football team if, if because of the players, like because of the attitude, not because of the practice. But
4: I don't think the attitude can get there if they're not being pushed and can't. There There is something to to go through. Were they a tough football
5: it. team last year? No, they got. Did what you watch you the players tough? Football they were down thirty-one nothing by running the ball. There's no oh tougher way to win because I mean, like, big well, people the thing, beat up little people. Yeah, but yeah, what happened
4: in the postseason game? My yeah. one takeaway besides Hurts was brutal, and I want to move on from him being my quarterback. Is that they got bullied by that
5: team. yeah because they were going up against a team that had a ton of playoff experience that had just won the super bowl right like they were on the road how did they
4: get there how did they get to the super bowl how do they have all this stuff how they how are they able to
5: get to that point and who, still be ready to go yeah because tom brady yeah because of tom brady duh like what do you mean why how, how did they get there they, more than weren't tom the, brady. they weren't even in the playoffs before tom brady got there
4: they had todd bowles they had a veteran coaching staff that's been through it i'm guaranteeing you they pushed those players
5: in Canada. who would you rather be have be your head coach todd bowles or nick seriani
4: uh, Sirianni. At this okay, point. so there you go. 2-1-5-5-9-2-94-94. Are you worried that the Eagles' weak practices will cause them to start the season slow, or are you not worried? I hope they lose Week One. I hope they start the season slow because that's what they deserve. I am frustrated with their practice. Game. You
5: do realize if they lose Week One, like the season is like almost over. It's like like it's a up. catastrophic loss if they go to Detroit, and, and they win. will deserve that. But they don't deserve. It. Yes, like, they you, do. You keep saying they. Do, you keep saying they deserve to lose. Why? Because they're running a smart training camp because they're not, you know. But hitting, how, do you, tackling, know it? how do you know it's because smart? Because I saw it last year that it worked. They but were it one of didn't the, work. They were one of the healthiest teams in the league last year, were they not? Did they start the season two and five? Yeah, but you know what else? They they had a rookie head coach. They had a a quarterback that was his first year as a starter. They had a rookie coordinator. They had a bunch of new players. That's why they started slow. 15 minutes extra of practice and more tackling wouldn't have changed that. Also, they were one of the better tackling teams in the league last year. So, like, ultimately, they did do a good job tackling, which is what you want to practice in training camp. They were healthy, which is the main goal of doing all of it. And, honestly, the— at the end of the day, yes, they got off to a two and five start, which was not ideal, but they still made the playoffs. The season what they did the season was not lost because of the slow start. They were able to rebound.
4: Can they do that again, though? Can they get off to a two and five start and make the playoffs again? Oh, I don't the chances think it, are small. I yeah. don't think it's gonna happen. Yeah. But I don't want to take that risk. I want to start the season headstrong and go for it. You want to
5: start the season oh
6: and one. 94-94. five nine
4: two, ninety four ninety four. Let's start it off with our pal Tom and Abington. What's happening, Tommy?
6: Yo, fellas, how we doing today? How we doing? How do you?
4: Where do you? Where do you stand on our topic today?
6: Well, first off, let me say it's nice to have you guys show up and show up on time today. <laughs> Never yeah, a doubt.
5: I, I texted James. I said, "Of course, no, no traffic today. The day he's not here."
6: I <laughs> James and AC. I imagine, yeah, fish. the
5: guy's
4: got to see fish for the 150th
6: yeah. time. I yeah. think he's an hour 18
5: of the fish concert. They yep. still haven't played the same song twice. Yeah, no repeats.
6: So, yeah. Hey, Elliot. Uh, real quick, before I get into all this, um, I noticed some people giving a guff for just reporting on the practices which is your job so yes. kudos to you keep it up and <laughs> i appreciate, I appreciate it. it and it's just confirming what uh jack over there and myself uh, think of our starting quarterback so
5: yeah he's not having a good camp so far
6: yeah keep it up um so am i concerned is that the question
4: yeah you worry worried they're gonna start the season slow because of their, their their weak practices
6: oh i'm not worried i just expect it that's why i'm not worried right and this whole notion that they're going to keep them healthy by these late practices and all, all this garbage going down at uh, Camp Cupcake there. Um, yeah. the, correct me if I'm wrong. We got two guys with concussions, and yeah. then they roll out this thing on the third day and the soft tissue, blah, 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 and then Devontae yeah. Smith yeah. has a groin. You know,
5: blah, 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 all this science and studies and you know, looking at what, what happens. Like At the end of the day, you said that, yes, they've suffered some injuries. Were they not one of the healthiest teams in the league last year?
6: <laughs> and yes, you're, you're, were. You're, you're, Yes,
5: and you're but, saying that they're rolling out some notion as if it's, like, made up. We literally have lived through this. This is what I don't get from you and Jack. This isn't, like, a hypothesis. We literally just lived through it. It worked last year.
6: Do they not have injuries already? Of course they do, but they,
5: they've not been serious injuries, and they're relatively healthy when you look at the fact that the concussion thing aside, I don't know where the, they're at in, like, the protocol, but if the Eagles had to play tomorrow – I mean, pretty much every starter would be ready. I bet Devonte would play if they had to play tomorrow. And not many teams can say that. The Buccaneers already lost their starting center. You look at some of the injuries around the league. The Cowboys lost one of their receivers. Like, the Eagles, if the season started tomorrow, would be able to be at full strength. And that's incredibly valuable.
6: Well, I just, I expect them to come out with a slow start because of this ridiculousness. Because obviously I side with Mr. Fritz yeah. over there. So you think they, um, lose,
5: you think they lose week one?
6: I think it's possible. Like, everything's going against them that week one with the whole revenge factor on the road, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean even last year they came out and looked against Atlanta but then you know what were they 2 and 5 so mm-hmm. right. you know and it was and, and it was a lot more than just the play it was penalties it yeah. was the they penalties were just were penalties in football yep yeah,
4: that's the, important don't let Elliot not yeah, say they no, weren't look
5: I hands up like the the penalties are important I cannot push back on that and I do think in some ways that was probably related to the lack of practice but
6: they cleaned mm-hmm. it up and they were
5: they did not lose the why did they clean they, it up man
6: they, they, they had guys running out of bounds. They had guys running wrong routes. They were trying to pass the ball. They were trying to pass the ball when they were a running team. So the coaches weren't prepared. Nobody was prepared. It's garbage. It's I absolute garbage.
7: I,
5: I completely disagree. All like, right. I don't know what else to say. All right.
4: Tom. Well, you
6: fellers have a great weekend.
4: Oh, All right. Appreciate yeah. it, buddy. Welcome back, Tom.
5: And again, like to everybody we saw it last year so it's not yes. a hypothesis we saw that this we saw that they, they started two and but five again, and had last year they were a rookie head yep. coach rookie coordinators right essentially a rookie quarterback like those things really matter he talked about players running out of bounds they were young players making these mistakes they need you're right that there's going to take time but they're going to get those reps in in games because they're healthy because of practice
4: yeah you would think that uh, the young coaches would want the young players they would, they would coach them but we, did, we didn't oh see that God. last Again, year. Again, they are
5: practicing. They are getting coached. All those things are happening. I promise. I will have my practice report yes. for you in a little bit. At 2
4: yeah. o'clock. two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. 9494. Where do you stand on this? Are you worried that the Eagles' weak practices will cause them to start the season slow? Or are you not worried? You're in Elliott's camp. It worked last year, quote unquote, and you don't care. We are live. It's Go Birds Radio from the Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook on the other side. We'll get to all your calls on this. And a whole lot more. It's Go Birds Radio here on Sports Radio 94 WYP.
5: And we are Go Birds Radio here at Parks Casino. And as always, I got to ask you: Is today your lucky day? You bet! Because the new Bet Parks app is everything you want in a digital casino and sportsbook. It's the only casino and sportsbook app that I recommend. It's fun to use and faster to win than ever, ever before. You can check out at Bet Parks on Twitter and also the app for special odds and player specials on all your favorite sports. Join me right now on the all-new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Bet all your favorite sports and play all your favorite casino games for real money download on the app store you can find it on the google play store or at betparks.com all new betparks app users can choose between a twenty dollar casino bonus or a twenty dollar free sports bet that's a good choice right there the betparks casino and sportsbook apps where odds bets slots and games all come together in perfect harmony right in your pocket sportsbook and casino all in one amazing app plus live in-game betting lets you bet while you watch the game yeah yeah
4: Welcome back. It's Jack Fritz, Elliot Shore Parks. It is Go Birds Radio here on Sports Radio 94 WIP live from the Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Elliot, I see that your uh, your soccer bet, yeah, not going exactly how you planned early.
5: Yeah, unfortunately, the team I needed to uh, to win is now behind one nothing. Yeah, I hate but, when that happens. But in all seriousness, and this will annoy you because I know you're not a huge soccer guy. Right. Shout out to Brendan Aronson, Medford <laughs> Messi, local kid made his debut today for Leeds, my team. Had a goal that they unfortunately ruled a uh, own goal by the other team, but. Good first game for him. Yeah, me.
4: listen, I'm very oh, pro-local yeah. guys. Yeah. I guess he, what, came up through the union? Uh, yeah, came up
5: through the union. You're a known big union guy. Yep. So, yeah, cool. Look, his little brother actually plays through the union now, too. Some nice. say he's better.
4: I was actually wearing my uh, my union jersey around while running today. So. Should have worn it today. I know. Yeah. I was thinking about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm currently monitoring my Mets money line, uh, Marlins money line, Mariner's run line. Phil's run line, obviously. Wow. Yeah. Uh Ray's run line. Five team parlay. That would pay me um, out pretty well.
5: So I think the Phillies have actually gotten to the point where I expect them to win. Yes. Like last night I was out on a we did like a double date, me and uh Kristen. And I was uh, did you get married recently? I got married recently. Really? Yeah, yeah I don't know if you've heard. Yeah, I haven't it, heard of it's it. It's come up every once in a while. <laughs> um but uh like, so I wasn't really monitoring the game. Obviously, out to dinner, you know, can't have the phone out. Right, but uh, as a big baseball guy yourself, yeah, like you were... I'm thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm course. waiting to get the update. And <laughs> yeah. I saw that they obviously won at 7-2 to two was the yeah. final. And I, like, wasn't surprised. I was like, oh, yeah, of course they won. Yeah. And it, the weird they've gotten to that point.
4: Well, it helps that they're paying, uh, playing a Triple A team. So yes. th- that definitely helps. But, Absolutely. yes, for the first time in a decade, uh, it actually feels like we have winning baseball and hopefully
5: we have winning football around here, Well, Elliot. you say hopefully, but you actually... Don't want them to win we No, which, here's by the way it's just like an insane take i am someone but it's as, the, where's the it's, drop i'm a man of bad takes right but like yes. to say that you want them to lose is just silly it's for the greater good but it's that's, not for that the greater not good that's what you keep missing. i don't want them
4: to lose because i hate the eagles i love the eagles i i just don't agree with how they're going about this and i don't want this to be the precedent long term i want a team that is going to be tough. That is going to be pushed. That is going to create mental toughness, and that's what practice does. Like this, does not create a winning culture. It doesn't. Like, did they have
5: a winning team last year?
4: They had a one game. Did they over go to the playoffs? They, their quarterback they won go to eight the games. Yes, they
5: did. Okay, so it was a winning team that created a winning culture that well, went to the playoffs. Maybe. So it worked. Yes, they got up to a slow start, but you are you are over like correlating the two between the camp and the slow start the reason they had a slow start was because they were young and they weren't ready that is what it is like they were a team that didn't have together why were they not ready i shouldn't have said ready that was a poor tactic move by me but what i meant by ready was they were again rookie head coach rookie quarterback essentially rookie coordinators like that's not a team built to start off fast 31st in the league in missed
4: tackles by the way last year for the great tackling group that is the eagles defense Uh, let's go back to the phones, 215-592-9494 and talk to Glenn all the way out in Wisconsin. What's happening, Glennie? Glennie!
5: He's coming. He's Glenn? Coming. Maybe not. We almost
4: there?
2: Mm. Mm. He wasn't ready. Glenn
4: was not ready. Let's go to Rasheem in North Philly. What's happening, Rasheem?
2: Hey, what's up? How you guys doing? How,
4: what's do you, up, how do you feel about this, man? Do you like their weak,
2: uh, their weak practices? Even if I didn't like it, I would never say I want the Eagles to lose on purpose. Like, that's one of the weirdest comments i ever seen. Right? It's it's for like, the greater yeah, good, it, Rasheem. It's, it's for the no, greater it good. It doesn't make sense. And for that topic to be, you know, to come out, you know, you, you know, on Saturdays, man, it, this is a positive type of Saturday normally when you listen mm. to the Goldsburg Network. They're so bringing so the negativity weird. over here, and it's terrible, man. The Eagles. James are would hot. be so upset to hear Jack say yeah, this. Yeah, yes, yes, because, because it's been. terrible. Jack needs not right. stay on Mondays and Fridays and leave Saturdays alone. <laughs> but 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 for for the Eagles to be doing what they're doing, yes, there is you know there is science, of you know about it. Um, but at the end of the day, we can only you know you know judge baseball what we've seen last year. And the Eagles were one of the healthier teams in the NFL, and it did uh, uh, provide a little bit of advantage. Like Jane I mean, just like Elliot said, you know. When players was missing on other teams, we benefit off that, um, um, and I think that's one of the uh, huge advantages of the NFL season is because the more healthy you are, the more you know. Now times yeah. out of ten, the more winning you would generally you know, it will happen. Um, um, I'm excited for this year, but 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 one thing I do got to say, you know, a lot of times we're looking at Dylan Hurst practice notes, you know, from different reporters, you see different things. It's it just it's just ironic to me how sometimes you know. I
5: one don't really think you see different things, though. I mean, a lot of—I no, think almost almost all reporters have been writing that he's he's been okay slash not that great. No,
1: no, I, I know. I Ru, Ru, because Ruben I
5: follow
2: forty one of them. Better. Yeah, I follow forty one of them. In, right. in, 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 hey, Rashim, who's
4: your favorite I, one? Do you have a favorite uh, beat writer? I mean, it's clearly me, Rashim. Come on.
2: Um, I say I like Ed crap. I like uh, it's a couple of them. It's a couple of them because I like people who are objective, who, who yeah. understands you know you know things don't happen overnight. Since like Brandon, Brandon mm. Lee Gotell, who was you know a host on Saturday. you know, I like yeah, you he's say pretty, things don't happen he's pretty overnight. Pretty
5: entertaining and funny. Things don't uh, happen overnight. What do you mean by that?
2: Um, as far as you know, you are expecting to see. You know, we all knew Jalen Hurts was, was, was almost like a project coming in the NFL, a second round pick. Mm. To, 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 to assume that he's going to have this job, Allen Lee, or, or or to assume that you know practice is going to run smooth, he's going to get to that type of level. I kind of assume that, you know, he's going to have his ups and downs in practice is because he's still an evolving quarterback whose mechanics still need to get better. It's just about the patience of the fan base for the organization as far as what so, everybody's so, expecting so to see.
5: Look, I, I don't disagree that cards. look, and I hear people say this, you know, Jalen Hurts is going to take time, and they're right. Like, Jalen Hurts is only in his second year as a starter. It is gonna, going to take some time. But then, then everyone also needs to realize expectations need to be lowered for this year. Like, you can't both say Jalen's going to take some time and then also say this is going to be a double-digit win team. Like, what I'm seeing down there is not a double-digit win team. It's just not. Like, I, I thought going into camp that they would look better than they did on offense, and they have not. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I uh, I think it's concerning.
4: Well, and, and this whole, you know, they're, they're he's going to take time and, and this and that, it's like in the modern NFL, you kind of just know right away if your quarterback's a difference maker. Like, Justin Herbert had almost no preparation time, got on the field day one, was unbelievable. What about Josh Allen? Josh Allen is the, is the, is the the I guess, exception to the rule, but he right. also had unbelievable talent.
5: Like, and he was also, Rasheem said that Hurts was viewed as a project. I don't really think that's true. Like, yes, of course, every player coming from college to the NFL has some developing to do, obviously. Yeah. But, like... Josh Allen was a project in, like, in the way that he was just a huge like physical... He was a mold know, of clay. Exactly, right. Whereas Hertz was in college for all four years. Played if, for some great offensive Bears, minds. Yeah, play, played for some great offensive minds and was more of a finished product, I think. Like He was not viewed as a potential guy. That's why I think, frankly, the Eagles drafted him to be the backup because they thought he was pretty much ready to come in if he had to. He wasn't someone that they were going to spend three years developing to get ready.
4: No, and... and- the more and more we go about this, the more and more I continue to believe that he is more of a bridge quarterback than a true franchise quarterback. Like then that's that's not like saying he's a bad player. He's fine. Like that's my I don't think I don't think Jalen is bad. I think he's a fine quarterback. Right. But I think he's in the, the Alex Smith tier rather than gonna be a, a future franchise quarterback that
5: I'd feel comfortable paying. $35, $40 million a L- year for. Let me ask you this. I've asked it of James, and I haven't had a chance to ask you, at least on air. Um, do you think it's fair to expect greatness from Jalen this year? No. So let me, re- let me explain why I think it is, and I'll be curious to see. So I'm not saying that that's what he's going to do, but I think sometimes with Jalen the bar gets lowered where, like, you know, if they just have an average passing game, that's going to be okay. Like, if we're talking about the fact that the Eagles next offseason might have to commit to Jalen – 30 35 and potentially 40 million dollars per year to him right i think to do that you have to see him be great this year like point blank i i don't get why the bar for him shouldn't be greatness in the way that he has a great talent he has a talented roster around him he has a great offensive line he has the receivers like everything is there for this offense to be great everything and that's why i actually do think well now i don't know if he'll reach it but i think expecting greatness from him is not setting the bar too high
4: well, the reality is is that if we had a guy that we realistically believed was a franchise difference-making quarterback, we would be talking about the Super Bowl. And yeah. there hasn't really been Super Bowl buzz because when you look at the rest of the roster, if you take the quarterback out from it, I said this when they traded for A.J. Brown and whatever, I felt like this was the most talented roster since the 2014. And the 2014 yeah. was insane. It was I, I know they won in 17. The 2014 was the best Eagles team I've seen of my life. Easily. Um, and... I look at this roster, I think they have the best corner since Leto and Sheldon, or uh, Sheldon and, and Asante. Right. Um, they have an actually good linebacking core for the first time. And what- who's
5: have had good camps. Too. Yeah, every, like you're, every, you're seeing that the, TJ Edwards has been really good. Davion's been good. Kaiser White made a really nice play today uh, in the backfield. So the linebackers look like they could end up being good.
4: You have a defensive line with, obviously, BG and Fletcher that are a little bit older. But Jordan Davis, everything we've heard is, is really, really good. Hassan Reddick. Uh, Hassan Reddick obviously, coming off the edge, should be massive. And then we know the offensive line's good. We know A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, they're good. Uh, and Miles Sanders is fine. You know, I mean, he should, he should probably be better.
5: What's so funny about Miles is – the narrative with camp has, you know, the talking point has been that he's taking reps with the second team. And I think it's noteworthy, and we can have that discussion. I don't think it's a it's a topic that's being overblown. I think it's interesting that he's with the second team. But when he's run the ball in camp, he looks maybe the best I think he's ever looked in terms of camp. Just like he looks physically faster. Yeah. He looks bigger. Like he runs with power. He's so clearly the best running back on the roster. He's, look. He's got to be better at catching the ball out of the backfield. He has to. You mentioned some of the boneheaded things that players did last year, uh, going out of bounds twice, twice right? Yes. So, the, like, the, he's not a perfect player yet. But just as a runner, yes. he's looked
4: really good. No, he's he's very talented. He could never put it together. It seems like yeah, and it's actually surprising because his end of the se- end of his rookie season, I was like, wow, we got our best running back since Shady.
5: And even last year at the end, if I'm not mistaken, didn't he have like 150 yards versus the Jets? Or he had like a two or three game stretch where I think he played really well but at the end of last year. No touchdowns. No touchdowns. <laughs> Which is
4: still insane. Unbelievable, yeah.
5: 215 592
4: 9494. It's Go Birds Radio Live from the Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook in Ben Salem. We'll continue taking your calls on the other side. But also, there's something happening in the Eagles camp that many are viewing as a positive that I believe can have negative ramifications long term for mm. the Eagles. What is it and why does it concern me? We'll get to that coming up next.
3: I'm gonna chase you out of Goat zipper, goat zipper done of the morning.
4: Welcome back, Jack Fritz, Elliot Shore Parks. It is loose Go it Birds loose Radio on here on Sports Radio 94 WIP live from the Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Elliot, I have uh, I have Mets Money Line. So yes. they're up to nothing early, which is which is good to see. There you so go. Go. could you have- you,
5: you with with the parlay?
4: Yeah, Jackie parlays yeah. out in full force. I kind of gotten away from parlays for a little bit, but uh, when I'm here, I try to go for big winners.
5: It's just too hard not to when you're here. You go print the ticket out. I see your ticket's nice and long. It, yeah, it means uh, it means you got a big win coming. your <laughs> Yeah, way.
4: yeah. And also, I don't know. When I put cash in, it's like ah, it's no big deal.
5: Yeah, I, uh, I don't, I don't feel that bad. It's already gone once you you know you start the bet. Yeah, two one five
4: five nine two ninety four ninety four is how you get in. We're talking a lot today about. How I just I, – I can't stand what the Eagles are doing in camp. Uh, and, and, frankly, for the greater good of the future of this franchise, they need to lose week one, and they need to start the season slow so that next year they don't come out with the same soft plan and they actually get this team ready to play football. But, Elliot, there is another aspect of camp that I'm keeping my eye very close on. All right. Because – I think a lot are, are, are viewing this both on Twitter and then when we do these shows as like a, a big positive. And I do think it has positives to it, but I think everyone's kind of missing the point. And that is the best friendship of A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts. All right. It's great that they are close friends. But what I think this is ultimately going to end up causing is a rift between Jalen and Devontae Smith and I think that as this goes forward it's not gonna be a problem right now they're in camp they're friends they're happy to play next to each other they're happy to to be in the same city they've been dreaming of this for a long time I'm not here to rain on that parade but I know the receiver position and I know what it is it is a position of divas and superstars and 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 they like having a lot of attention now I think Devontae is different I think he does not need the attention. I love that he just is, is so devout to football and all of this. But at the same time, if I'm Devontae Smith, and a year ago I am viewed as the savior, I am viewed as a uh, the, the next great Eagles receiver, I'm a former yes. Heisman Trophy winner as a receiver, which is nuts, and a former top-10 overall pick in year two,
5: I'm kind of like, am I not good enough? So... You said that, you know, Devontae's not a diva. And I I agree with that in terms of the negative connotations. Like, but I actually do think Devontae is someone that, like, wants the ball and wants to be recognized as one of the best receivers in the NFL. You look at – we talk so much about Jalen Rager and Justin Jefferson, and clearly that ship has kind of sailed. But Devontae was also – I mean, I heard Rager's having a big camp. He is having a big camp, but – Devonte also was in a strong wide receiver class, and I think it's important to him to be viewed as one of the best out of his class. And what you're saying about the uh, the targets and the relationship first of all, you want the Eagles to lose, and you hate friendship. So ultimately, strong day for uh for Jackie. Uh, well, bless Jack, Jack, you, Jackie. Uh, Take over. Do I have
4: any takes about Seltzer? Well, yes, yeah. that would throw another friend under yes, the bus. Exactly. Today. Yes,
5: exactly. Um, yes, but no. Here, here's what I think of uh, the situation. So today, I'll use it as an example. AJ Brown got six targets today. It was more than anybody else on the field by far. I'm pretty sure. I think Goddard might have had two or three. Now Devontae didn't practice today. He is injured with the groin injury, so he is uh, missing time. But they have thrown it to uh, AJ Brown a ton. I mean, like considerably more than any other receiver. Now the interesting, the interesting dynamic of that is AJ Brown got paid. Goddard got paid. Devontae has not been paid. So. I don't think that, like, the friendship thing is going to bother Devontae, although it is funny how this time last year the big story was look how close uh, Devontae is with Jalen, and now the big story is he's close with AJ. Yeah,
4: I never really bought into that. Like, I never thought they were that close. I mean, they didn't really play together. They played, what, one year? Yeah,
5: one year. I think he caught, like, two passes from him maybe. But I will say this from the Eagles. It's good to have a quarterback now that the receivers actually get along with. Yeah. It's a good good change of pace. I do, but,
4: but as you know, and we all know, We all
5: remember what happened when Wentz was favoring Ertz. Favoring Ertz, yes. So I do think that this season, A.J. is going to get easily the most targets among the receivers. I think it will be a considerable gap between him and Devontae. Will Will it bother Devontae? I think if they're losing, yeah, I think it will, right? But if they're winning, I would be surprised ultimately if it ends up being a thing. But I think you're right that it's something to monitor for sure. This is what happens when you have really good receivers. It's been a long time since Eagles have had to worry about, you know, who to throw the ball to because, well, I should say they are worried, but it's because they had no talent. Now it's can you get these guys enough touches? So I think it's definitely something to monitor for sure. But as is in the case with all sports, it will come down to whether or not they they win
7: or not.
4: Yeah, I will be curious though because there's two things. There's one – the, report, uh, the the um, the Inquirer interview with Devontae that Josh Lentino did a couple of months ago yeah. where he said Devontae's very focused on generational wealth.
5: Yeah, I saw that.
4: And I think that if his numbers stay down and if he doesn't get to 1,000 yards this year, Devontae's going to be frustrated with that. If he's thinking already about having two to three contracts in the NFL and, and wanting to create, again, generational wealth for his family— And he's looking at the guy who's throwing in the football and how that guy's favoring his quote-unquote best friend. It's going to work if they win. I agree. But if things get shaky here, I'll be very curious to see how they respond.
5: Do you think the Eagles would pay another receiver top flight money? Well, I think the league is trending
4: towards more weapons the better, so I do think yeah, they, would. they would. I just don't okay. know what it would take, like, especially because receiver salaries are going up. I mean, yeah. um, Debo and DK both got $50-plus plus million dollars guaranteed.
5: And so. they got around 25 a year, I think. Yeah. Like three years, like 75
4: Now, AJ made more than them on a total dollar amount, but I don't think he got well, the he guarantee a, money. Well, he
5: had a four-year deal, too, if I'm not mistaken. Wasn't yeah. he 4 102 or something like that? Yeah. But uh, it would just be interesting to see because – you're right the league is trending that way but I also wonder like like with Miles Sanders I think we all sit here and assume the Eagles are not going to pay Miles Sanders. I think the only way they pay Miles is if it's a, a extremely team friendly deal. But I think with DeVonte if you're DeVonte you could maybe sit and look and go like this team is probably not where I'm getting my big contract from. They've already paid Goddard, they've already paid AJ and I don't know if they hand out another big one. So we'll see. We'll see. 215592
4: Ninety-four, ninety-four. If you want to get in on that, are you worried about the AJ Brown, Jalen Hurts best friendship causing a rift between Devonte and Jalen? I am. We'll get to that and more. Of your calls. Here's Josh in Wilmington. What's happening, Joshy? Hey,
8: what's going on, boys? How are What we do you got? Doing? What, what up, do you got Josh? for us today? So, listen. I, I'm a. I, what what drives me crazy is the antiquated thought process of the vast majority of our fan base, and I'm in camp. Elliot right now. Thank you. Um, because you know what? I, I Nobody comes to my job and tells me how to do it, right? And until this is truly proven to be awful, like we can all say at that point that Nick Sirianni is the blacksmith setting his forge up in a room full of gunpowder. But until that happens, I don't think we all should be stressing so much about practice, right? We're not down there all day long watching them. We're, not, we're taking what we get, and the narrative that comes from that and is driven riles this fan base up so much to where we lose sight on what is truly important. What's truly important right now is playing good defense and playing good offense. However, what didn't we do well last year? Well, we need a punter. We need somebody to catch a punt, and we need field position. Right? And, well, they also and, need a passing
5: you know, attack. That's something they did not have. Well, I, I get it. I yeah, get yeah. it. Look, I get it, man.
8: I am all, and I'm a fan of Jalen Hurts. Right? Yeah. I mean, I want to see him progress. I, I mean, I, look, he's our QB. And I'm not going to throw shade anywhere near him because in anywhere he's been, he's leveled up every time. Yeah. So until there's been any indicator to me, I'm all in. Now, I just. The, the the conversation about this practicing is making me nuts because it seems like it's every day. It's a Groundhog Day, right? i I again injury free is awesome. Um, it just is so well, frustrating.
5: But Josh, real quick, one thing you, you said know. about Jalen, um, because obviously I spend a lot of time thinking about what I think Jalen's going to do this year. Will he be the quarterback beyond and? I do have some skepticism, but I think what you said is interesting, and I think about it quite a bit, is he has succeeded everywhere he's gone. Like, like, I do think to a certain extent, on a basic level, betting against Jalen might not be a smart bet. I I see the physical things where I'm like, I don't know if he can do that or whatever, but, like, ultimately, betting against him just might not be
8: smart. He has pedigree, right? right? I mean, he has pedigree, and, you know, you, you, you look at some of the QBs that you mentioned earlier, right? Josh Allen he and the, the, you know, let's. I, we can look at this as: if Jalen Hurts takes a jump this year, well then Taylor then it's it's no longer the Josh Allen jump; it's the Jalen Hurts jump, right?
4: Yeah, but that's not happening, Josh. I mean, it's it's not happening. He's not on the level of talent of Josh it? Allen.
5: No, I, I okay. I, Good, I, I don't. For the call. I do look. I do not think he's going to take the leap like Josh Allen did. I don't. And, look, well, I guess we're going to get into this uh, at 2 o'clock yes. so coming up. But I'm not liking what I'm seeing down there.
4: Well, and the, here's the thing that bothers me with the pedigree thing. It's like, first off, <laughs> yes, being the starting quarterback at Alabama at 17, 18 years old is wildly impressive. Yeah. But it also comes with the best talent in the, in the sport. Like, it's not like he took over a bad program and turned them into winners. They were already winners. No,
5: but he won there. Look, I, Any guy, I, I, well, do I, 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 do I have lot, to point right. out that he got benched at halftime in the National Championship game? Or, or People what? love to bring it up. It was one game in his entire career. But regardless, like, I think there's enough reason to be skeptical about jail without trying to poke holes in his resume. I think his resume is incredibly impressive. What? He was one of the best high school quarterbacks in arguably the best uh, state for high school football in the country. He went to Alabama. He went to Oklahoma. He almost won the Heisman. Like, He has he really accomplished a lot. Now, can he do it at the NFL level? I think what I'm seeing in practice it has me skeptical. He's going to take a big leap, but I think his resume is one where you can say like he ultimately has succeeded everywhere.
4: Yeah, did. and obviously we'll get into your your, your practice takeaways because I know people are dying to hear it coming up to a clock. I got
5: the training camp stuff,
4: <laughs> and people love that. Let's they sneak, do. Let's sneak in uh, Dave in Bucks County before we're going to break here. What's happening, Davey?
1: Hey, what's up, guys? I, what do you got? I just, uh, yeah, I wanted to touch on the AJ Brown thing, and i just had a couple quick questions for you guys. Yep. I'm actually I'm really thrilled at the reports coming out about AJ because it was probably one of the most uh, nervous things I was heading into camp just because of the amount of assets and resources that sunk into that trade. Like we need him to be an uh, an elite player uh, this year for us. So I'm looking at it as like all positive, like the, the, the target distributions that have been being reported. I wasn't even expecting it like that big of a gap. But uh, based on that, I wanted to see if Elliot had like a, a true Elliot take on what uh, AJ's stat line would be this year. And yeah. then uh, I had a question for Jack too today. So I All guess right. for
5: for the stat line, I mean, look, I'm skeptical about the passing offense. So it's hard for me to sit here and say that he's going to put up huge numbers. Yeah. But I do think his touchdown number will be high because he's been they were good in the red zone. You see him Jalen targeting AJ in the red zone. I think he'll top a thousand yards with seven or eight touchdowns. Okay. Would,
1: would All you right. take
4: that, Dave? Will that make you happy?
1: Well, I, I was just hoping for a little bit more out of ESP, like greatest well, season th- ever. Again, wow. Like, well,
5: but that's what I'm saying. Like, it was I'm, a I'm, mild I, take no, from Ellie? Like, I'm skeptical of the passing offense, man. Like, I just am. No, it I does not look I good. So, you. honestly, I was trying to give you yes. a little bit there by hyping this. I, too, out. am
4: disappointed in him, too, Dave. What What do you got for me? <laughs> yeah, Jack. <laughs> so, Jack so, uh,
1: based better. on the reports this week, uh, we know Brady doesn't mind being tampered with, and he is an unrestricted free agent. So, my answer this year, my question to you is, should the Eagles start tampering with Brady right now and get out in front of the cue
4: ball? I uh, appreciate it, Dave. I love a good tampering story. Yeah. It just seems like he's being tampered with pretty heavily by the Dolphins.
5: Yeah, and he also has a new contract to be an announcer. I'd be very surprised if he ever played anywhere else. Dude, again could you imagine if he
4: played for the Eagles? Would they, would they give him number 12?
5: Yeah. They'd have to, right? I think they would. They would have to. I think they would, yeah. I think he would, you know. He would make it
4: happen. (laughs) I think he would do. 215-592-9494. It's Go Birds Radio live from Parks Casino and Sportsbook. I'm winning my bets early. Things are going great. We're talking about the Eagles. Are you worried that their weak practices are going to cause this team to start slow, or does that not concern you? On the other side, we'll get to all of Elliott's takes from today down at training camp. Do not miss that. We'll get to that and more of your calls coming up next.
5: Today, your lucky day, Jack. I, mean, I think we're all hoping here that it is our lucky day. Of course it's our lucky day. We're at Parks Casino because the new Bet Parks app is everything you want in a digital casino and sportsbook. It's the only casino and sportsbook app that I recommend. It's the only one Go Birds recommends, obviously, because it's fun to use. It's faster to win than ever before. You can check out at Bet Parks on Twitter and also the app for special odds boosts and player specials on all your favorite sports. Join me right now on the all-new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Bet all your favorite sports and play all your favorite casino games for real money. Download on the App Store, Google Play Store, or at BetParks.com. All new BetParks app users can choose between a $20 casino bonus or a $20 free sports bet. The BetParks Casino and Sportsbook app, where odds, bets, slots, and games all come together in perfect harmony right in your pocket. Sportsbook and Casino all in one amazing app. Plus, live in-game betting lets you bet while you watch the game.
4: Welcome back, Jack Fritz, Elliot Short, Parks live from the Parks Casino and Sportsbook app here at the Parks Casino in Ben Salem. Let's go, Birds Radio, Elliot. Big day today. I, I I gotta be honest.
1: Every please, time please I please do, please. Every
4: don't. time I see the training camp tweets,
5: I, I do get excited.
4: Yeah, I really do.
5: I mean, I've said before, training camp is my favorite part of the NFL well,
4: calendar. It's honestly like this for most sports. Like, when I, when I see the, the clear water, they're down there taking batting practice. It's, like, yeah. so hopeful. Yeah. You know, I think like it's the most hopeful time of the year, seeing your team in, in practice. Like, well,
5: until you watch this passing offense practice. Yes. Then, then the hope diminishes uh, a, a little bit. But, no, I agree. Training camp's the best time of the year. And, uh, look, we got the joint practices coming up, which I think will be huge. Yes. Obviously, they're protecting their 4-0 record in joint practices from last year. So, right. uh, yeah, I mean, it's be exciting next month. i
4: got to be honest. Uh uh, Gannon was on with Angelo, and he broke down like how the player's stress levels is the same in joint practices yeah. as, as games. And I just, did you feel can't like did you feel
5: bad it. for your whole take of wanting them to lose when you realize they actually have a ton of no, research I think, and science? I think they doing?
4: sound insane. I really do. I think they sound insane.
5: <laughs> but again, I've, like, have you ever watched a joint practice? No. Okay, so I have watched joint practice. Wow, pulling yeah, the journalism exactly. card? exactly, pulling the big J card. Wow. And they are just like games. They really are. Like, outside of the tackling to the ground, they are just like games in terms of intensity and all those things.
4: All right. Well, all you were right, down there yeah. today. You were down there today. What are the some things that you took away from practice yeah. uh, earlier this
5: morning? So, coming into camp, I really wanted to see Jalen Hurts have a special training camp. And I know some people out there don't think training camp matters. Matters to me. It's real to me. You yes. know, like, I. it's important to me how he plays down there. And well, to, and plus
4: because we all know what Carson did in 2017.
5: Exactly. Like, when you look at Carson's 2017 training camp, it was a preview of a special a special season Correct. to come. Man, another day today where I was down there, and I just left not feeling good about the offense. It was another day where I did not think that the offense played well, and the passing attack just isn't there. Like, I'm not even completely blaming it on Jalen because, obviously, it's it's the play calling in practice. It's, the, it's everything, right? Like, he's not the only part of the passing attack. But he's a pretty big part. He's the quarterback. He's the one that if he gets paid $40 million a year, it'll be because they're confident that he can lead a strong passing offense. And down there, so today he was 14 of 20, no touchdowns, one interception. His interception, in my opinion, was an underthrown ball to Quez Watkins. I Mm -hmm. thought Quez had a step on Slay. The ball was underthrown. Slay adjusted and picked it off in a uh, seven-on-seven drill. And what's concerning to me is they've now practiced for seven days. The passing offense has not scored a touchdown outside of the red zone. The only passing touchdowns they've gotten have come within the 20. And honestly, a lot of them came, of those touchdowns, came within like the 10-yard line. You're not seeing the explosive plays. And frankly, it's because Hurts has been inaccurate down the field. Uh, like I mentioned today, there was the uh, the poor throw that resulted in interception. But the times he's not throwing it down the field, I think his accuracy has been inconsistent. I know when he was on with you and uh, – John Marks and Ike Reese, that he talked about the key for this year is being consistent. He said that the offense can be elite if he's consistent. I agree. I do think the offense can be elite. They have the player. Yeah, they have the player. And honestly, I think Jalen, like, I think he can make more throws than people give him credit for. I'm not someone that doesn't think he can't make all the throws. I actually do think he can make all the throws, you know, if not the large majority of them. But you just, you're not seeing it in camp. I'm not seeing a special passing attack. And what's more concerning, too, to me is Sirianni will do these things. You'll like this since you're Mr. Competition dog mentality, mm-hmm. right, over there. Uh, where at the end of practice, he usually has the first-team offense, first-team defense, 11-on-11. 11 11. All the players that aren't practicing are watching. So no one's working off on things to the sides. It creates a real competitive environment where they're the center of attention. And, like, those drills that they've been doing, the offense has looked absolutely abysmal. Today they, they did one. There was a fumble. I don't know if it was on Hertz or if it was on Miles Sanders. It was hard to tell, but it was it was a fumble. Next play, short completion to Quez. Short completion to Goddard. Another running play. Then incomplete to uh, Reger, and then incomplete to Goddard. Like you're not seeing them string plays together. What I really think this team needs to do to improve upon next year, to improve upon last year, is they need to be more consistent in the passing game. They need to be able to move the ball down the field through the air. You know two three quarters at a time and then turn that into two three weeks at a time and that's where the consistency comes in i'm not seeing anything close to it i was talking to uh brandon lee gowan actually he was brought up earlier today um i was talking to him at practice and we were trying to guess like what hurts his average yard per attempt in practice is and we think it's probably like four like like they are mostly he is mostly checking the ball down now there look i'm not going to be completely negative there have been some positives today i thought he had a nice throw to aj brown over the middle Uh, it was probably about a 10 yard completion and he has improved somewhat on those he's hitting A.J. Brown in stride and we know with A.J. Brown his strength is after the catch and you know he's he's tough to bring down so there are those type of positives well
4: real quick when you talk about the 11-11 and you talk about the two sides matching up do you think it's more like I think what a lot of people are trying to figure out in their minds right now is like is this defense that good or is the offense that shaky
5: yeah, see, it's just it's a very tough question because I do think the defense is going to be right. good. I do. Like, Bradbury's had a really good camp. Slay's one of the best cornerbacks in the league. And I think the defensive line has honestly kind of dominated the offensive line. Now, today they were playing without Milata and um, Dillard. Dillard, right, yeah. But because of that, LaRaven Clark was in a tackle. And let Which me say, is not what they, you want. If they have to put LaRaven Clark in, in a game, like, I don't care who's back there quarterback. It's not going to well, be well.
4: Well, that was another thing I heard, I think, earlier today of, like, uh, you're going to showcase Dillard in preseason games to try to trade him. I wouldn't trade Why? Dillard, yeah. What are we trading Andre Dillard
5: for? I, I agree. I wouldn't trade Dillard. And I'm actually not sure I would trade trade Rager, but we can maybe get into that in, uh, <laughs> in, in a little bit. But, no, I mean, I'm just – I'm not seeing a passing offense that looks like it can carry the team. And if the Eagles' whole thing this year is going to be, look, we're here at Parks, the over-under is 9.5. The goal is double-digit wins. That's what they need to be, a double-digit win team. And, really, they should win a playoff game. That should be the goal as well. But ultimately, if the two things I'm supposed to feel best about the team is a, deep, a great defense, right? If we're, if we're to subscribe to the idea that the offense is struggling because the defense is great, yeah. if the two best things about the team are going to be the defense and the schedule they face, that's just a recipe for disaster because the schedule is so out of their control. We look at it now and say it's a terrible schedule, but things could change quickly. Like, I can't pick the Eagles' win-loss record or how I feel about them based off the schedule. It's supposed to be all feeling good about the team. It's supposed to be about the team doing something that I'm saying they can do that and nobody can stop them. And right now, the passing offense just looks incredibly uh, incredibly uh scary to me. Like it doesn't look like it's ready to take the next leap. Now yeah. there's time, but it doesn't look good now.
4: And I you know, we when the schedule first came out, I feel like a lot of people were like, oh easy schedule and then, for the most part, I, I do agree. But as I look at it as, the, as it goes forward here, yeah. I do think the Lions game is going to be tough. I'm not again. I think they'll win. There's a But, po- you hope but they I lose. hope they lose for the greater good of the franchise. Yeah,
5: you're a hero. Now, I will say the Lions game. It is the worst possible time to get it.
4: They they are coming off 44 to six last year. They remember yeah. that. They they caught they won three out of the last four. They were the best cover team in football last year. They play hard. Dan Campbell's got them out two hours a day. I know. Hitting. Yeah. He's talking see, about how, like. You got gonna, the hat
5: with grit on it. You
4: yeah. See that? Well, yeah. I might have to get that for myself. Yeah, exactly. He's talking about how, like, you're going to have to bury us because we're just going to tread water.
5: Yeah. It's well, some, good news. They buried them last year. They did so bury saw, them last year. But
4: no, look. But that was also, I will say, that was also coming off of the Rams game, which they lost late. And that was like golf's big revenge game, so the right. emotional letdown was going to happen.
5: I think if you could build the Eagles' ideal schedule, you do not put Lions Week One. You put it Week like twelve or thirteen and hope they're out of it.
4: But if you look at the first six games; it goes Eagles Lions, which we agree is a tough spot. Youth don't think like they're talented enough? I get that; I totally do. They should not lose that game. They're four-point favorites, right? By the way, um, Eagles Vikings. That game gets more scary as I go along. Here, uh, they were they had fourteen one uh, one-score games last year. The and did. Yeah, the Vikings did. They get Kevin O'Connell rather than the dinosaur yeah, I agree. Mike yeah. Zimmer. They have a
5: coaching upgrade.
4: And you have Kirk Cousins. You have Justin Jefferson. For yeah, I feel like he's a chip-on-the-shoulder guy. You yes. know, he's gets to come here and try to show out in Man, in front of if them. Justin
5: Jefferson comes here and lights them up on <laughs> yeah. Monday night, it's going to be a rough night to be Howie. Yeah. just say that.
4: And then the Eagles go down to Washington for Carson's first chance against this team. They play here versus Doug and the Jags. We'll see how the Jags are this year. They had more talent. They gave Christian Kirk like $70 million, yeah. which is insane. Uh, they go to Arizona and Kyler Murray, and then they go to Dallas.
5: Well, right, or they go here. They're here versus Dallas. Look at those games. How many of those games would you take Jalen over the opposing quarterback? I would take Obviously him. Goff. I think we'd both agree. You yes. Would, you would take Jalen over Goff. Yes. Kirk Cousins. I would take Kirk. Okay. Who's next? It's Jaguar. Carson. Oh, man.
4: I, 215 592 <laughs> 94, 94. Who would you take, Carson or Jalen? Uh, I would take Jalen. And I like Carson. I just – I'm not – he's not – what he wants? Yeah, I would take, take Jalen
5: as well. Okay. I would take Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I'm not huge on Lawrence, but I think i probably agree with you. I would take Kyler. Man, that's tough, too. He's a little in the Wentz category of – I think he's more talented than Jalen is, but not by much. He's other than – I guess I would I would take Kyler.
4: Uh, and I would take Dak.
5: I would definitely take Dak. Yeah. So
4: yeah. that's their first six games. For, for as easy of a schedule as they have, you know, those first six games, I don't think it's like – Lock, lock. Well, and
5: the point I'm making with the the quarterback thing is, how often do you go into a game and pick the team that has Doris quarterback? Not very often. Not very often, except right? In the, <laughs>
4: except in the Super Bowl, yeah, against, against the Patriots. Yeah, I don't never know if you heard really backup. Yeah. yeah. What else? Anything else that got to you uh, from
5: camp today? Um, I mean, again, like we talked about the AJ Brown thing a little bit, but just the it is it is uh, eye opening how much they are throwing at him. Like, if you're a fantasy football pl- player, again, I think the passing offense could struggle, but AJ is going to get a lot of targets. I mean, like,
4: how much does that have to do with though that Devonte's not there too?
5: N- n- I don't think it has to do much with it because when Devonte's been there, it's still been an incredibly large discrepancy. Like, I think going into today's practice, so Devonte had missed one practice because he missed yesterday. A.J. Brown had over twice as many targets as, as Devontae did. Now, part of that could be they're working on things. He wants to get the reps in and live drills on how him, him and A.J. are going to run things. That could absolutely be part of it. The other part of it could be he just looks at A.J. the whole time because that's where he wants to go with the ball, and that's where he's throwing it. Um, other takeaways. So the defensive line, we talked about how uh, Dillard and uh, Milata were not practicing, so mm-hmm. they were down to their third-string left tackle, which is, uh, which is noteworthy. But um, – I think the defensive line has been dominant in camp. Like even uh, Teron, not Teron Jackson. Uh, yeah, Teron Jackson got got a sack today. He's like their third string um, defensive lineman. Jordan Davis has played really well. Brandon Graham has been awesome. Derek Barnett got a sack today. Josh oh. Sweat. Yeah, there you go. It's always him. Uh, <laughs> Josh Sweat got a sack a few practices ago. Like, and the Eagles' offensive line is good. Yes, you know, it's like one of the best. The, in the only league. reason so, they made the playoffs last year. Yeah, you're probably right. It's one of the. And that and Gannon being really good against, <laughs> yeah, against opposing yeah. quarterbacks. But um, no, I, look, if this defensive line can go from. They were, what, 31st in the league in sacks last year? If they can go from 31st to like 15th, 14th, I mean, that's – they could have a top five defense. So the defensive line has looked awesome. So I think that should be incredibly encouraging for them. Um, oh, actually, big, big takeaway from today. Britton Covey. What? Yeah, so. A player a lot of people are interested coming into uh, camp, the punt returner from, I believe he went to Utah. Utah, yeah. Utah, if I'm not mistaken. Got some first-team reps today. He had a few nice catches in a row. Um, and I think now he's, like, potentially uh, battling for a roster spot. I think he'll be someone in the preseason games that will play and that if he can show he's a dynamic player in the punt and kick return, it will really help his chances. But he's fast out there. Uh, yeah, I think he had a good day of practice. Well,
4: the weird part about – Britton Covey is like you look at the, the receiver room and it seems like the first four are pretty locked in yeah with Devontae Jalen Pascal, Watkins and then it comes down to Rager Devin
5: Allen Devin Allen just removed from the conversation <laughs> Devin Allen Devin Allen's not making the team Britton Covey yeah
4: is there anyone I'm forgetting for there I mean so
5: Deion Kane, I think has had a nice a nice training camp to me he's somebody they'll probably put on the practice squad John, H- John Hightower gets a lot of reps but again I don't think he's going to make the team so it really comes down to, like, do they keep or trade Rager as the fifth? And then if they do keep him, do they keep six receivers and keep Covey? I think that's, like, the big question right now. Um, a quick Pascal thing. When they first signed Pascal, I envisioned him as more, and I think on tape he actually looked like this, more of, like, a JJ kind of, like, not super fast, not dynamic after the catch, but like, big-body receiver. He actually, in practice, looks way faster than I anticipated. Now he's down sixteen pounds because he got food poisoning, so I'm sure that that's part of. That's looking, a pretty
4: hefty food poisoning. Yeah,
5: that is. Well, he was in the hospital for it. Wow. It was, uh, yeah, it was pretty serious. So, yeah, but he's down sixteen pounds, so obviously that contributes to him looking uh, a little skinnier out there. But I've been very impressed in the two days he's practiced, just the way he runs and the way he moves. Like I, I think he actually. He, look, he's not a top two receiver, but as your three or your four, he looks like he's a pretty good athlete.
4: two one five five nine two 592 If you have any questions for Elliot, what he's seeing down at camp, definitely would love to take them. One quick uh, point before getting back to the phones. Uh, Britton Covey. Little thirsty move. I saw at camp the other day. Ah, uh, went up, went up to the owner Jeff Lurie after he did practice. At,
5: that's right. Yeah,
4: was talking to him.
5: Mm. Felt felt a little thirsty. Felt a little thirsty. God forbid the guy tries to increase his chances of uh, uh, of, of sticking on the team. Jack yeah. wasn't a fan. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. Let's go to Justin in Tennessee. What's happening, Val?
9: What's happening, fellers? How y'all doing? It's fine, Saturday.
4: Uh, things are going great, man. Just just telling the truth and, and hoping that the Eagles lose and, and start the season slow for the greater good of the franchise Justin can you
5: think of any opinion that would aggravate James more than that opinion right there by, uh, by not, Jack not really no, no not yeah. really <laughs> yeah. I,
9: I never really want the Eagles to lose I don't care <laughs> I mean, I yeah don't. Jack I think is
5: uh, overthinking this one
9: yeah but but one thing that Jack and I do kind of agree on is uh, is Jalen and <laughs> I it, it gets a little tiresome because it, when he when he done the interview with uh, Marks and Race the other day and it was on, I listened to it and then, I think it was Wednesday or something. He was he was on the NFL Network. He and AJ were. Yeah. And he just talks in slogans constantly, you know, all the time. And I mean, just a lot of coach it, you, speak. Yeah, you can it, tell he was raised nerves, by a too. coach. Yeah. Yeah, but it gets on my nerves, man. It really does. Wow. It just comes out so. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's all the thing with with OG pumping him up, too, and everything. <laughs> I really want this guy to succeed. I do. Because if, if if he's if he's the guy, then he's our quarterback for the next 10 years. But You know what's funny, God. Justin? Real,
5: not anymore. Real I mean, quick, like, yeah, the, the whole 10-year thing, and I'm not just picking on you with this, but yeah, I hear people say that. To me, if, like, if Carson wasn't the guy for 10 years, I, I, I look at it as, as like, three-year windows, right? Like, well, yeah. three to four years. I think this whole 10-year thing – very, very few quarterbacks stay somewhere for you know even five, six, seven years
9: anymore, let alone ten. But but you got to look too if if they do take this step that everybody's saying, you know, with with 11, 12, some even say thirteen wins and make the playoffs, and he gets a playoff win, he's right. going to get that big contract. And yeah, you know, trading him may not be as easy as it was to trade Carson, you know, because I mean, I don't know. No, I wonder. If, if do, you, like they, do you think if they they'd get the two thirds? Do you think they get two thirds for him? If they trade Uh, right now? Maybe. I I don't know. I really don't because I don't don't know many quarterback, you know, needy teams right now that won't be high in the first round next year, like Houston. Yeah. You know, Houston's going to be top two or three. You know, Detroit could be top three or four next year. Yep. But it's just – I don't know, man. It gets so aggravating, you know, the step-by-step, day-by-day. You know, rents do. And all that crap, it just gets on my nerves so bad. Well, what do you want but, the yeah, quarterback
4: I, to say, Justin? I mean, isn't that kind of what you want from your quarterback, not saying anything, not making the headlines about them? Would you I, rather have Aaron Rodgers talking I, I, about taking psychedelic I tea? I
9: don't want Aaron Rodgers talking about <laughs> taking hallucinogens and everything. I don't want that. Yeah. But I don't know. It, it just It's nerve-wracking. But, yeah, you just hit on something that I, I wanted you to talk about, too, with uh, the receiver's. Do you think they'll keep six? And I've not really heard anything about J.J. Ortega. White side this year at tight end. Uh, right. And I missed about the first 15 minutes of the show. But if you could touch on that if you know anything. But Anyway, yep. I'm going to get off here and keep listening, boys. Like, y'all have a great show. I love y'all. I mean, oh, I man, appreciate it, it
5: Well, good news for Justin. We didn't lead with J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. No, I so, didn't so, miss that. Yeah, he didn't miss
4: him in the he first He didn't miss F- the, F- the, big, F- the, big, uh, the big breakdown. Yeah,
5: so uh, J.J., I think – looks kind of exactly the same out there like he did a receiver now at tight end that's more appealing right because uh the the bar is not as high as a receiver out there i think at this point his chances of making the team are are like somewhat slim you look at the tight end room and obviously Goddard's going to make it jack Stoll is going to make it i do think grant calcaterra is going to make it or calcaterra is going to make it but he's injured right now and he has a hamstring so who knows maybe they'll go four there at that point, Richard Rodgers is still here. Potentially, he's back. yeah. And look, I, JJ can play special teams, which will help him. So uh, ultimately, I don't think he'll make the team, but I think he's the, he's not at a zero percent chance. As for the six receivers, like I said, it really comes down to whether they trade Reg or not. Four locks, and then I think Covey's the only one that would have the other chance of making it. I'd be stunned if any other receiver did.
4: I don't know if you've seen this, but who has been uh, uh, getting the most punt
5: return reps? Um. So lining up. I'm trying to remember. Like Gainwell? I, so Gainwell's been back there somewhat. Uh, Hightower's been back there. Now, Greg Ward, who's someone they oh, trust no. back there. No, I'm, no, no, no. Oh, Not doing yeah. it again. Can't Just do it you know. again. Greg Ward, who's someone they trust, is out with a toe injury right now. So, uh, yeah, that, that could potentially be into it. But I think in uh, preseason games where we'll get a better look, because I do think whoever they expect to be that guy will play. Well, it would
4: help Covey's chances of For making the sure. team if he's – the main punt returner.
5: Well, and also if he returns a punt in a preseason game, then you wonder like, can you get him through waivers if you do cut him? Like that's the whole dynamic with the releases is you can cut someone and put them on your practice squad, but you expose them to waivers and another team picking them up. And covey someone that if he does have a dynamic punt return in the preseason, I could see getting claimed.
4: Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. It's Go Birds Radio. Elliot and I, Jack Fritz, live from from Park Casino and. And Sportsbook here in Ben Salem on the other side will continue to take all of your calls. Are you worried the Eagles' weak practices are going to cause them to start slow, or is that not a concern for you? But also, with Dick Vermeil getting inducted into the Hall of Fame this weekend, it made me think about one of the greatest what-ifs in Eagles history. What is it? I'll tell you that next in addition to all your phone calls. It's Jack. It's Elliot live. From Parks Casino and Sportsbook. All
5: right, I've already asked you before, but I got to ask you again because I'm here at the beautiful Parks Casino. Is today your lucky day? You bet it is. You're at Parks because the new Bet Parks app is everything you want in a digital casino and sportsbook. It's the only casino and sportsbook app that I recommend here on Go Birds. It's fun to use, it's fast, and it's faster to win than ever before. You can check out at Bet Parks on Twitter and also the app for special odd boosts and player specials on all your favorite sports. Join me right now on the all new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app, Bet all your favorite sports and play all your favorite casino games for real money. Download on the app store. You can get it on the app store, the Google Play Store, or at Betparks.com. All new Bet Parks app users choose can choose between a twenty dollar casino bonus or a twenty dollar free sports bet. The Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app, where odds, bets, slots, and games all come together in perfect harmony right in your pocket. Sportsbook and casino all in one amazing app plus Live in-game betting lets you bet while you watch the game.
4: Welcome back. Go Birds Radio live from the Parks Casino Sportsbook here in Ben Salem. Jack Fritz, Elliott Shore Parks, hanging out with you, taking you up to 3 o'clock before Robbie E. takes over, leading you into some Phil's baseball tonight. 8 of 9, they're playing the Nationals. It should be a sweep. Ranger Suarez has just been dominant recently on the mound tonight and uh for the first not obviously you know me elliot like i I can't wait for every game right but like i just wake up every day like needing it to be game time for the films
5: it's very exciting well like i said i mean it's gotten to a point with this team where i just expect them to win like if if i'm not able to watch a game and I, i check in on it i just i'm surprised at this point when they're losing and even honestly when they're losing in games i expect them to come back like they've been that good you mentioned the eight out of nine uh, and I think it's because they're taking care of business against a team they're supposed to beat. Like, it just, it's, it yeah. sounds like such a small thing, but this is not something that team is, that the Phillies have done for a really long time.
4: 10 games over 500. Uh, Which they, is wild, by the way. Yeah, it's funny because. But
5: were they with Girardi this year?
4: When they got fired?
5: Yeah. Were 22 they, and 29. Okay, so they've gone, I guess, plus 17 yeah. with Tom. Right? Yeah,
4: they've gone way over. And just, uh, just real quick, we'll get to. The Dick Meal thing in a second, but ten games over five hundred, they were they were this in twenty nineteen as well, June of twenty nineteen. It just never felt like this. Like they've been first place heading into September, heading into August the last couple years, and it never really felt real. Yeah, for the first time, this really feels real, and I just I, I can't wait to see uh, this team go forward. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. We're actually sitting here, and Chris Berman looks like he's about to introduce Dick Vermeule. Yeah, and he's about to get his uh, you know enshrined in the Hall of Fame. Honest to God. I was surprised he wasn't in already. Like you look at the <laughs> yeah. resume, it's like yeah. Super Bowl, uh, won a Super Bowl. So I guess is this this is not his first try then? Well, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah. Like, yeah. But I'm, I I just always assumed he was in the Hall of Fame because yeah. you you hear about him, you read about him, you're like that sounds like a Hall of Fame coach. But regardless, and it got me thinking about one of the biggest what ifs in in Eagles history and something that could have changed the landscape of the franchise, and yeah. that is that. In 1994, 1995, after the Eagles had fired Rich Kotite, Jeff Lurie was interviewing Dick Vermeil for that job. Wow! And he was choosing, I guess. Well, uh, you know, I guess it was before Ray Rhodes. Ultimately, ended up going with Ray Rhodes. And I actually read a quote from Dick Vermeil this morning where he was like, "I'm not going to beg Jeffrey Lurie to coach this team," which I thought, which I thought yeah. was strong. But it got me thinking: if they hired Dick Vermeil in 1995, I would assume he would have lasted longer than three years. Yes. Here we all know Andy took over after the 98 season, had they hired Dick Vermeule in 95, we may never have seen Andy Reid become the head coach of the Eagles and thus not had that era of Eagles football that we had from 2000 to 2010.
5: Yeah, it's a great Ish. question because on one hand, obviously you would think that Dick Vermeil would come here and, as you mentioned, be successful, right? He probably,
4: so, he probably would have. He probably, probably would have been successful. He won a Super Bowl, obviously, with the Rams.
5: But, but would he have, like, Andy set the Eagles up in so many ways, just in terms of, like, how they emphasize the lines, like those type of just like the way that they, that he goes about it. Would Dick Vermeil have done the same thing? Right. and, I don't he, know. and would, would he have taken? Question.
4: Would he have taken this team into the more modern NFL?
5: Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Like Andy was a younger guy at that point. Obviously, Dick Vermeil had already coached here. He had retired. He was he was older. And Andy, yeah, you're right. Like Andy at that point was young, and he did help kind of set the trend for this for this franchise. So,
4: yeah, I don't know. I wonder. I wonder if it, if they would have gotten a Super Bowl if if Dick Vermeil was the coach. I know Andy was great. I'd be
5: surprised. They did win one. Now did he did he bring Kurt Warner in? Was that like is he like credited for finding? Well, Kurt I think Warner? like
4: Warner was there and then eventually he was already there. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know if he. I think he like signed him, but it wasn't anything to be like a starter. He's okay. like bagging groceries. Right. Well,
5: that's the thing. I mean, I wonder if he would have signed Kurt Warner here.
4: Yeah. Well, uh, and yeah, ninety eight to two thousand one, he was with the uh, the Rams, won a Super Bowl, so. One of the more interesting what-ifs in Eagles history, 215 9494
5: I was asked really quick. I yes. was asking this during the break. I want to, you know, let the listeners hear this. Um, who do you think will be, because, like, listening to the station, listening to the callers, I'll be completely honest, like, Dick Vermeule, for me, he was before my time. I just don't no feel... No two
4: people on this station are more qualified exactly. to talk about Dick right. yes. than you and I. Like,
5: yes. me and you did not live through the Dick Vermeule era. So, I'm you know, I think it's really cool that he's doing it. Clearly, it's deserved. But it's interesting and it's fun to watch how a lot of callers, like, this means a lot to, him, to yes. them to watch him go in. Who do you think will be that athlete for you like if like you know in 30 years we're sitting here at parks casino on a saturday doing this show who is getting inducted where you're like wow this is legitimately really cool to watch him go in
4: oh that would be Utley for me for you be utley. like okay. it was like utley was my guy growing up uh I, watching chase utley i felt like he was a hall of famer uh i just don't know if he has the overall counting stats but i think as we go forward here and advanced numbers get more taken seriously when factoring in hall of fame stuff I think Chase has a pretty good shot to get in. Yeah. And Utley getting in, honestly, any of the guys, you know, Rollins getting in would mean a lot. Hamels isn't. Rollins and Rollins or Utley w- would mean a lot to me, uh, but personally, Utley for me.
5: So I guess it, for me it was Iverson that already happened. Already but, happened. But, but I think just in terms of, like, a current athlete that I covered and, like, was in the locker room with, like, I think, I think Jason Kelsey deserves to get in. Yeah. And I think that will be the one where – Utley is certainly in that conversation as well, but like when she, if Jason Kelsey makes the Hall of Fame, the day he gets in, that the build up to that will be insane in this city, and I'll be able to feel I think more of that excitement than I can just because you know Dick Mill is way before me.
4: Yeah, uh, Bryce Harper would also mean a lot to me as well. And is he also, a national? No, he goes no, in. A, he, he goes, goes in he'll, a Phil. He'll, he'll go in as a Phil. Speaking of going in as a as an Eagle or not, I am very curious to see what Andy chooses when he goes into the Hall of Fame. I mean, I, I think he'll pick the Eagles. I think he'll pick. Although, the
5: but he he could end up coaching longer in Kansas City than yeah. he than he does in Philly, and, he got a and Super obviously Bowl. He got a Super Bowl there. Man, that's a tough. one. I know. What would you do if you were him? I would go in as a chief. I think you got to go in as an eagle. I think there's something about going in is where your success started. I, I get he he'll probably end up being more successful in Kansas City. I mean, you could argue argue he already is, but I think you you start as an eagle, you go in as an eagle. You
4: know who would agree with me on my training camp take? Yeah, Dick Vermeil.
5: Yeah, I think he definitely I would. think he used yeah. to run three days back in the yeah.
4: 70s and 80s and turned around the culture of this team and got them uh, yeah. into I think a the winning NFL mentality. PA,
5: today's NFLPA would run into the NovaCare if Dick Vermeil <laughs> was running practice that way. Oh, here he comes. He's being introduced now. Oh, Very nice.
4: Cool. 215-592-9494. Let's go to Tom in the great white north of Canada. What's happening,
0: Tommy? Oh my gosh, gentlemen! I'm actually visiting my in-laws in Montreal right now. They're oh. they just and and but and I didn't think I was going to be able to make it in to the, or so make it So you're
5: Tom in Montreal today.
0: Yeah, Not today Tom I'm in Tom in Montreal, okay. but it's still Tom in Canada. So there it's you still go, The Great yes. White North. Yes. And yes. I'm but I'm listening to this and I'm thinking, Elliot, Elliot, I thought you were going to get a former baseball player steeped in analytics. And, yeah. and a youthful guy with modern thinking as a co-host. And instead, we've got the Dick milk concussion
5: uncle. <laughs> well, I, look, I almost brought that up. The fact that you do believe in analytics with baseball would lend yourself to trusting the science and the doctors with practice.
4: Well, as a former baseball player at the Division Two level, I know the kind of work that we put in to set a school record for team wins in my sophomore year at Bloomsburg <laughs> University. <laughs> is, so yeah. I think I know what it takes he to win, He knows a Tom. thing or two about success.
0: Yeah, yep. Well, look. One of the things we've been talking about, Jack, is that, that what matters is the intensity of the practices and the number of reps. And yes. if you want to win, you've got to play like you're uh, you're play. You've got to practice like you're playing the game. And that's what they're doing now, much more than they did. before. Well,
4: if, if games were 58 minutes, yes, I would agree with you, Tom.
0: Oh you know what? I was thinking. About, I was actually going to drop that line, but you got you got in there for me. So there were two minutes. There were two minutes uh, under in their practice. That's too bad. That's too yeah. bad. I'm sorry about that. Now, Elliot, I do have a, a question for you. You were talking about Rubes, and there's a bit of a disagreement with him, and, and you know, we all respect him and such. Yes. I am yes. surprised by how, like, if I listen to Rubes, I'm like, okay, there's no problem. We're just going along. We'll, we'll be fine. Listen to you, I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm glad the truly are good. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now I think I think uh, he was saying something about the uh, the pass completions and the percentages without drops. Like if you get rid of a Rager and such, then his percentages go last up year, and he's respectable. Yeah. What do you think about that? I, I'm curious about that because I am personally very concerned about Hurts, and I think that's much more important than the duration of the practices. 100. percent So
5: there were obviously some drops last year that were big. You look at the ones against the Giants. Clearly, that could have you know, that's a game-winning drive for Jalen if uh, Rager catches us. My take on last year is I don't remember drops being a major issue. Like, when I think of why the passing game struggled, it was not drops. In yes. fact, I remember years when Carson was here when there were, like, major drop problems. Because they I thought, didn't
4: like the quarterback. Well,
5: yeah, because they were intentionally spiking the ball down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but, yep. no, Tom, I, I, I do think that uh, it's interesting that Rube, who, as you said, great respect for, has covered this team for a long time. He does seem to be the only one that doesn't think Jalen isn't having a poor camp. Like, uh, he's – I think a lot of other beat writers actually do think that Jalen has not been that good so far. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, look, we're all it's all open inter, to interpretation, but I think your concern about Jalen is fair. And after watching him practice for seven days, I don't feel any better. In fact, I feel worse about him than I did coming into camp.
0: Well, the last thing I'll say before I go is that the my biggest concern is, you know, if they're practicing short throws, practicing medium throws, all the rest of it, uh, you know, fine. But you should be able to look at him, Elliot, and you should be able to see, oh, wow, I can tell he was working at this during the offseason. It doesn't sound to me like that's the case.
5: No, look, I do think there's been a few throws, like, over the middle to A.J. Brown where it's been like, that's a nice throw. But I also can't decide if the bar is just set low at this point. Like, I was uh, watching practice today, and it was actually Minshew that made the throw. But it was like a eight or nine-yard completion along the sideline. And I just thought to myself, like, Though even that throw has been so kind of rare to see, like, in camp. Like, it's gotten to a point with the passing offense in practice where if they complete, like, a 20-yard catch, it's like, it's like the world's like, you know, it's like, oh, it's like, well, my God, I can't believe they did that. So, yeah, I think, uh, look, the, the passing game has to be better this year.
0: Well, thanks a lot, guys. I'm, I'm glad that, Jack, you were able to make it in there to cover uh, a fish boy. Yes. Always. You know, hopefully he catches a big one. Well, yeah the good yep.
5: news from his, the fishbowl yep. i'm sure there'll be plenty more chances in the future for you to cover for james while he's at a fish show
4: it, it is rem- he just saw him like a month ago it's, it's like, insane I, I i
5: don't get it he also like i'll be curious to see if you agree with me on this i don't think concerts should be more than like an hour yeah. just play the hits play the hits no play one's the there hits.
4: no one's there for the no one's there for the new
5: stuff frankly even play the hits twice hey, that's same what's... show like that's why i'm there i came because i love that song He james talks about these concerts they're like four or five hours they don't play any song twice they'll play three concerts in a row they won't even play two songs then i'm good one yeah. hour just the hits in and out
4: totally agree 215 9494 on the other side we'll run through all of your calls but also there was an interesting tweet from a former nfl quarterback mm. on what he thinks Jalen is going to do this year and I wonder if Elliot buys it after what he's seen down at camp. What did he say, and does Elliot agree with him? We'll get to that coming up next. Welcome back, Jack Fritz, Elliot Shore Parks, live from Parks Casino and Sportsbook here in Ben Salem. We are watching Dick Vermeule's speech right now. Seems pretty intense. Seems Sounds... like
5: He has not cried yet, though.
4: No, he'll he'll get there. He'll
5: get there, right? There's... I feel like that was the big joke leading up to this. Is you know how many minutes in till he uh, breaks down? Yeah, because he's a big uh, he's a big cry guy. Look, I mean, I can res- I can respect the sensitive man. Yeah. I'm not a big cryer myself, but I am a. Uh... I'm sensitive. Well,
4: you cried like a lot at your wedding. Oh, uh, I, I
5: cried like the entire time during the <laughs> ceremony. Like literally, I had no shot. The second it started, I was like, "Yeah, I'm done."
4: Yeah. Well, I mean, listen. I mean, did you cry at yours. I cried a ton. Well, I mean, not. I cried during the the my yeah, my Not vows. the whole four hours. Yeah, yeah, no, I cried during the vows.
5: Okay, and then nice. I was good. Yeah, and you pull it together. Yeah, I will say once that part is over, you really feel like the night begins. Yeah, for sure. Like
4: yeah. you're you just waiting. I don't know if you're supposed to think of it this way, but you really just want to get the ceremony over.
5: Yeah, well, I feel like that's the pressure part. Well, I don't know if you. I, so I got married last month, which did, why did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah well, I got married last month, right? right. And yeah, no. Once the uh, once the ceremony you're done, the vows. I feel like then you can really start to uh, enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, we were taking bets in
4: the Park Casino you know, sportsbook app uh, if oh, you're going to cry? cry or not, and the odds were big. I mean, you're going off at minus two hundred. So. I was going to
5: say, it. I think it, that me crying was like minus a <laughs> thousand.
4: We'll get back to the phones in one second, but I thought this was interesting uh, from RG3, mm. former franchise quarterback. Yeah, I was,
5: I was maybe a bit of an oversell by you. On the former, former NFL
4: franchise quarterback, yeah. Uh, but he said Jalen Hurts will, will show extreme growth as a passer this year. His work on his mechanics will show, and adding a true number one in A.J. Brown will open up the field for budding star Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, Quez Watkins, and Zach Pascal. A dominant O line in Miles Sanders will help Jalen Hurts throw for twenty-five plus touchdowns. Mm. Are you buying
5: that or what you've seen in camp, you're like, eh. I mean, from what I've seen in camp, I'm definitely like on the eh side of that. Right? I, I I don't see an improved passing game. Now, again, maybe the defense is really good. And when the regular season comes, maybe they'll have they'll, you know, throw it down the field more. Maybe the, the plays will be more uh, elaborate and, and frankly better than what I've seen in uh, in training camp. 25 touchdowns. I mean, he had 16 last year. That's a pretty hefty improvement. And he had
4: uh, 20 taken off the board, according to yes, some exactly, listeners. Yes, exactly right, yep. with,
5: with all those drops. Um, <laughs> yeah. What is his over-under on touchdowns?
4: I haven't seen it anywhere. If I had to guess, I'd probably place it at 23 and a half. That's
5: what I was going to say, 23, 22. I would bet against him, well – 25 is a good number. Dude, he
4: has A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and Dallas Goddard. Can we get over 25 passing touchdowns? Well, I'm
5: just letting you know in training camp, they've practiced seven days. He has seven uh, passing touchdowns and only one outside the red zone. So, well, they, I, they're, they're, they're not throwing the ball into the end zone a lot in training camp.
4: So, if that happens again this year, am I going to have to hear the, the BS made up stat that they have of, of the most explosive plays in the league?
5: Well, you know, they actually, it's funny. Like It's they, not a real stat. I don't know. I mean, they, they somehow have them. I don't remember watching the they, team and feeling like they had a lot of big plays, though. They put it on a curve.
4: Like, uh, they, yeah, There's okay. just...
5: There's a s- stat made up that only they know. They, the, made,
4: uh, no, they, they made it up to make them feel better about where their offense was. There's no way you can sit there and sell to me that they're the most, most explosive offense in the league. What'll year.
5: be better this year, the defense or the offense? Defense. I think I agree. Wow. And I think that's a bad thing.
4: That's not a great thing at so, all.
5: Like, this is... Again, I don't me to keep, like, venting about this, but... When I look at how they're supposed to succeed this year, it just feels like they're taking the hardest path. Like winning with defense is tough. Winning by running the ball is tough. Winning because you face easy opponents. Granted, not tough because the opponents are easy, but banking on the schedule is not like a reliable way to win. I just wish that I could go into this season and and say, yeah, they are a double-digit win team because I trust them be able to throw it on whoever they play.
4: Well, and the whole winning thing, you're talking about that just for this year, but if you are thinking about committing... $35 Thirty-five to forty million dollars, Jalen Hurts. It gets harder to get those pieces around them. I think they've gotten better at drafting the last couple of years. I'll be interested to see how they are post. They've lost like four members, of their four or five members of their front office this year. Yeah. So I, I'm curious if they're able to continue to get talent because if they're going to have to be one of those teams that wins because of running the ball, a game managing quarterback, and a and a good defense. I just think that's hard to sustain long term.
5: So I actually don't get worried about the money with Hertz because I just don't think they'll pay him unless he has the type of season that we all agree he's worth the money. Like I'd be very, very surprised if next year they give him a deal and we're sitting here and going, "Ah, oh, you shouldn't have done that." Like, like I, I think he will have a big year and they'll pay him. But I, they're not going to pay him if they're run first offense again.
4: Two one five five nine two ninety four nine four. Let's go to Julius in Quakertown. What's happening, Julius? Hey, how's it going, buddy? Can you hear me? Oh, we got you loud and clear.
3: What do you got for us? Okay, listen. I'm glad I wanted to talk about that comparison to um, Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Here we go. These stats are coming from NBC.
4: Oh, uh, don't listen, give me the know, stats, so Josh Julius. Don't gotta, give me the stats. I gotta
3: give you this, please. Just listen. No. Listen here. The second year comparison. That's what it is. Second year comparison. Okay, Josh Allen in his second year in the league. I'm going to give you his step. His I know.
4: I know. We got you. Keep going.
3: Right, is it? 58.5. That's his uh, completion percentage. 20 yep. touchdowns, 9 interceptions, ya, 193.1 yards a game, 510 rushing yards, 9 touchdowns. Jalen Hurts, 61.3 completion percentage, 16 touchdowns, 9 interceptions, 7.3 YA, 209.6 yards a game. 784 rushing yards, 5 YR, ten touchdowns. Hurts was a little more accurate and had better accumulated yards through the air. Yep. Now this is where the catch, this is where the catch comes in. One more thing. There's no Josh catch, Allen please. picked up digs. That's when he became an elite quarterback. This no. year, in his third year, in his third year, this year, Jalen Hurts in his third year, he's picking up Browns. So that's when he gonna get his guy. When you get that second elite, that second elite guy, it makes a whole lot of difference.
5: Let me ask you this, Julius. Julius, real quick, I'm just curious. Do you think Do you think Jalen is going to be
3: as good as Josh Allen? I think he is. No, why? It tells okay. me right here. Oh the reason why I think that is this: you got to look at two things. Number one is he outdid Josh Allen in his second year, one game more, less than him. He only had 15. Josh had 16. Also. Uh, Jalen Hurts, what y'all don't get about, it, he's not a scorer like uh Steph Curry. He's a score. He's a I mean, he's not a shooter like Steph Curry, he's a scorer. He scores whatever way he has to get the job done. If you look at last year and a lot of those games that he played in, like that Giants game that he came back and won at the end, and that San Diego Chargers game when he came back and took that and tied that game up with six minutes left, the defense mm-hmm. gave that game up. You look at a couple of other games. They dropped touchdowns in the defense games games that he could have easily had won 12 games last year and only
5: playing 15 yeah. games. Look, look, I, I think that last year, in some ways, was a successful year for Hertz. The fact that they won more games than they were supposed to, the fact that he did take a team that won four games the year before and helped them go to the playoffs, right? So I think last year was a success, but he has to be way better this year. I think you would agree gonna on be that.
3: Better. He's going to be better. He's going to be better. This guy, and I've been watching sports since the Jets won the Super Bowl. This guy, Jaden Hurts, and there's only a couple of times I have seen people I can feel it that I know this guy. This guy, we are lucky as hell. This guy got it. This guy is a is a, a assassin. He's like Steph Curry, but he's scores. He's not a shooter. He ain't gonna have great great all the time. But when it comes down to the money, this guy will make plays. Uh, uh, all right, big.
4: Julia, uh, one of the more delusional calls I've <laughs> oh ever heard God. in my life. I mean, well, it, look,
3: I mean, no, no, all right, no, all right, go no. Ahead. Well, go ahead. he
4: is not. All right, Josh Allen was the seventh overall pick in the draft, was supremely talented. He's actually a better runner than Jalen, if we want to be serious about this. He is. He has a cannon for an arm. He did not become the great Josh Allen because he got Steph Diggs. That helped. He got there because of the work on his mechanics and being a more consistent thrower. I don't want to hear the comparisons of, of stats to these players. It does not matter. Josh Allen was a supreme talent. Jalen Hurts is not a supreme talent. He's fine. Like, you want to we, we go back and compare Tyrod Taylor, Alex Smith, Jimmy Garoppolo? Like, use those.
5: Well, they're the they're thing, actually realistic. So, I think the the Josh Allen comparison, like, I don't think physically they're at all similar, just in terms of Josh that you mentioned. right? it's not fair right? to Jalen. Yeah, it's not fair to Jalen. But also, like, the thing people do is they'll say, well, Josh Allen is an example of someone really improving. But there's also a lot of examples of people that don't improve, you know? like, And I'm not saying that's going to be Jalen. I just – Josh Allen taking that leap, to me, is not a reason to feel like Jalen can do it.
4: Oh, yeah, there's may, there's many more examples of guys that from day one you kind of see it. Yes. Rather than the Josh but, Allen. But
5: don't you agree that Jalen's first year was a success? Yeah, yeah. I, I, the, the whole playoff
4: thing drives me a little bit crazy because I, I just well don't you think... wanted
5: them to lose you want them to lose week one and you didn't want them to make the playoffs so
4: well I didn't think they really deserve to make the playoffs <laughs> yeah, I think no, we but... use it as like a crush to say like they were actually a good team last year like do you think they were actually a good team last year or do you think they had a really easy schedule
5: so I go back and forth on this because on one hand you're right that they were not a team that I think could com- could can compete with like the other good teams right but. I think there's something to be said where if you consistently beat the teams you're supposed to, then that's impressive. So I don't think they were a great team, but I don't think they were bad.
4: Let's get this show back on track with a non-delusional call. And there's only one guy to go to yeah. for that. And that is Mad Mike. What is happening, oh, buddy?
7: My, hello, guys. I'm sorry. I can. I want, I want Jalen Hurts to fail just because of the Juliuses and the OG Wades of the world. I can't. I was cringing listening to that last caller. I'm tired of hearing the comparison to Josh Allen. Josh Allen's like seven inches taller than, than than friggin' Jalen Hurts, even if Jalen was standing on a phone book. Like, <laughs> let's stop. Let's just stop. And, and honestly, I, I Jalen Hurts is not taking a big leap this year. I mean... Mr. Charts every play is down on it, and he he's a jailing backer. Like, I mean, it's not going to happen, and I I can't wait. Uh, How many wins? What? How many wins for him, Mike? I don't I don't know. i will probably like eight eight nine wins this year. But yeah. here's the thing: can uh, can we get go watch that Detroit game together, Jack? You and me, because I want I'm going to wear a Detroit jersey. I hope Detroit wins. I hope they get smacked. I hope Golf goes for like six touchdowns and the Eagles just look completely ridiculous because of the st- soft practices and Jalen Hurts is a fraud. Like, I can't handle it anymore. I can't listen to these delusional idiots in this city. Just, oh, Jalen's going to be so good. He's going to be like Josh Allen. Shut up. Shut up. Well, all right, is-
5: man, Mike, give me one.
7: <laughs> give you one what?
5: The Eagles chant. No.
4: <laughs> right, Have a good one.
5: Well, the show started with you saying that you wanted them to lose, and it ended with a uh, Mad Mike. Well, so Mad Mike certainly hate- not the positive show that uh, <laughs> I guess Raheem was, I was expecting. Mad Mike, hates
4: the Eagles. Again, I want them to lose for the greater good, the greater good of the franchise, and getting this team back on track. It's a selfless move by you. Well, no, I mean, listen. Do you want to be? Do you want to be the Steelers, Pats, Ravens, Bills, and Chiefs? Is that is that not what you want to be? Well, the Eagles
5: are them. Mm. When you look at success over the last, mm. yeah, really, however many years you pick, they've been in that in that group.
4: Well, Elliot, it's been a fun day yes. here at uh, Parks Casino and here at the sports book. I look forward to coming back here uh, next time I can and collecting my two hundred dollars from it's looking this,
5: good for you. This right? parlay I'm yeah. about
4: to hit. I'm, I'm very excited for that. You and I will actually be back together tomorrow, yes. live from the link, six to nine. Will be watching Eagles practice. Sure, it's going to be very disappointing. It's going to be uh, more of a, a softer practice. Maybe we'll see if they can go, get past the hour. And... Well, I'm
5: excited for you to actually watch a practice. Well, I know, have watched have... practice. Yeah. I was there on Monday, That's and right, I got try. water ice, and it was very <laughs> delicious. You did, yes. Mr. Uh, Hardball over here got water <laughs> yeah. ice to watch practice.
4: And sat down. Uh, either way, we'll be back tomorrow night, 6 to 9. Rob Ellis is coming up next. That does it for us and Go Birds Radio. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow night.
5: Got to ask you one more time. Is today your lucky day? And again, you know the answer. You bet it's your lucky day because the new Bet Parks app is everything you want in a digital casino and sports book. It's the only casino and sportsbook app that I recommend. It's fun to use, and it's faster to win than ever before. Check out Parks on Twitter and also the app for special odds boosts and player specials on all your favorite sports. Join me right now on the all-new BetParks Casino and Sportsbook app. Bet all your favorite sports and play all your favorite casino games for real money. Download it on the App Store, the Google Play Store, or at betparks.com. All new Bet Parks app users can choose between a $20 casino bonus or a $20 free sports bet. The Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app, where odds, bets, slots, and games all come together in perfect harmony right in your pocket. Sportsbook and Casino all in one amazing app, plus live in game betting that lets you bet while you watch the games.